We use antioxidants to try to protect cells from damage, and yet what we're trying to do with chemotherapy and radiation is to damage cells. So it does seem sort of counterintuitive to use both together. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Here's your host, James Jacobson. Hello, friend, and welcome to Dog Cancer Answers. One of the more confusing pieces of navigating cancer treatment is the relationship between antioxidants and prooxidants. They sound the same, but they are different. And today we are going to dive into that topic and discuss how you can navigate it with the help of our medical editor, Dr. Nancy Reese. She is a DVM, a PhD, an experienced veterinarian who also has a PhD in epidemiology. Dr. Nancy, thanks again so much for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me back. Today, we are reaching back into our mailbag or our audio mailbag, people who've called the dog cancer hotline. And we're taking a call from Bevan in Albuquerque, who has a question about using vitamin E and chemotherapy and would antioxidants conflict with chemotherapy? Let's listen. Hello, thank you for doing this. My name is Devin. I'm calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Vitamin E, which has been advocated by our vets for our dog with mast cell cancer. I wonder if that's an issue because it is indeed an antioxidant. The one consistent is that the tumors keep coming back and she has always had vitamin E, turkey tail mushroom supplements, and a fair amount of cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli and Brussels sprouts uh, spread out during the week. Those also contain antioxidants. And I just wondered if you have any evidence that they work against the chemo, like I've been told, or is it just very concentrated antioxidants such as bromelain, capsules, things like that, that are not a good idea? I'm just particularly puzzled by the vet's advocacy of vitamin E because that's a particularly strong antioxidant as far as I know. Thank you so much. So Dr. Nancy, the question of using antioxidants along with chemotherapy is an interesting one because they kind of conflict, right? That is the big concern is that antioxidants are, or we use them to try to protect cells from damage. And yet what we're trying to do with chemotherapy and radiation is to damage cells. <laughs> um, so it does seem sort of counterintuitive to use both together. One of the interesting things is that, well, cancer cells and quote normal cells do behave differently. And our goal with chemotherapy or radiation is to target the cancer cells, but try to spare the normal cells. So on the one hand, doing antioxidants to try to help protect normal cells is a good idea. On the other hand, we don't want to decrease the effect of the chemotherapy and the radiation by protecting cancer cells. And in the past, it was more, I mean, first antioxidants were good, then they were bad. Now they're back to good and bad. Um, so, you know, first it was, you know, they're perfectly healthy for all sorts of things. And then oncologists and things started worrying that it was going to interfere with the effects of the chemo. Some of the more recent studies seem to show that it 
doesn't necessarily interfere with the chemolone radiation. And the caller pointed out some of that probably is a relationship to the dosages of the antioxidants and the particular chemotherapy and what sort of damage that it's trying to achieve through the cancer cells. Because when you have a lot, I mean, I know this in the case of the supplement Apocaps, when you have a lot of antioxidants, they become pro-oxidant, right? It's a quantity. Yeah, so you definitely can. You can give so much that you start causing that pro-oxidant mm-hmm. effect. So absolutely, mm-hmm. dosage has an effect. Um, and I think the caller had mentioned the antioxidants in food, and that's something that would not be a huge concern because the amount that's in food and you're not getting this massively concentrated dose like you might in some sort of capsule type of version. So I think the antioxidants foods are a great thing. And that's been shown, at least in people, to help with cancer treatments and, and preventing cancer and things. So a lot of times it is that that dosage form. So I'd also say if you're working with an oncologist, get their personal opinion, because some of them are very pro antioxidants at reasonable dosages, and other ones are going to say, you know, if you do that, don't come here type of thing. I mean, they, they might be more strict about it. I don't think they'd be that severe, but you definitely want to let them know if you're giving something that in their experience has interfered with the treatment, then you want to really have a good discussion about that. And what about some of the vitamins that he was wondering about? Yeah, so he particularly mentioned vitamin E. And vitamin E does have some inhibitory effect on histamine release. And mast cell tumors are full of histamine. I mean, that's one of the ways they cause such symptoms like the, a lot of redness and bleeding and swelling and things that, that mast cell tumors can do. It's because mast cells are full of histamine. So vitamin E does seem to help inhibit histamine release from mast cells. So that's that's a good thing. It might help protect against some of the secondary effects of the mast cells but it doesn't necessarily have a direct effect on the tumor. So I think he mentioned the tumors keep coming back and that's vitamin E isn't necessarily a treatment for the tumor. It's a treatment for one of the secondary effects from the tumor related to that Mm. histamine. So the vitamin E is good to help protect blood vessel walls from uh, excessive histamine and things like that. So it's a great support, but not necessarily a direct mast cell treatment. Interesting. Well, Bevan was indicating that clearly he's working with an oncologist. And you mentioned sometimes oncologists don't agree on things like antioxidants and pro-oxidants. Let's talk about that when we come back, because I think you think, well, an oncologist should have a definitive view, but that's not always the case. And when we come back, we'll talk about what you can do if that's what you're experiencing with your vet. We'll be right back. And now a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpup. The green grassy beef liver spiked smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. Does it roll back time? Of course not. Not really. But it helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. 
I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day. Because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damien Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dr. Nancy, you were saying that not all oncologists see eye to eye when it comes to the use of antioxidants along with chemotherapy. Yeah. So I think, again, the studies have been somewhat variable. And this is one of those cases where if you have a particular belief in mind, and I do it just as much as anybody else does, but if you have a particular thought I can go out and find research that will support directly opposite views. Confirmation bias. Absolutely. That's a great word, and it's so true. But I think particularly in the antioxidant and chemotherapy range, that's huge because Mm -hmm. you will find things supporting both sides very equally. So I think that's the place where you want to talk to your oncologist and, and mention that you're interested in using this, but getting their feel for what kind of dosage might interfere with the chemotherapy versus what would be kind of a general antioxidant support. Because again, as the caller mentioned with foods, we're all taking in pro-oxidants and antioxidants as part of our diet. And yet we don't ever think, oh, that means the chemotherapy is going to not work in things. So there are ways to do without taking super high quantities of any particular vitamin, because I think that has more potential to destructive treatment that you're trying to do than if you take suggested doses, or it might be a matter of timing that, you know, on right after or right before the radiation treatment, if you're going to have that, you lay off on the antioxidants and only use them after it's done a little bit of the killing. And then you're going back to supporting or trying to prevent side effects. So I think there's a timing dosage and what particular antioxidant you're talking about that is really good to talk to your oncologist about because There are ways to do it safely, and there are ways that are going to diminish the treatment. And if your oncologist does, you know, you're consulting other veterinarians, you're going online, you're getting information that conflicts with what your oncologist believes or knows to be true, how do you have that conversation? Because I think that's a difficult one. It it is a difficult one because, uh, and honestly, none of us like to be confronted, I guess is is the word, about somebody (laughs) challenging what you think. You know, our first instinct is, this is my experience. And, you know, I hope that most people are a little open-minded to looking at some literature. So if you have, if you are working with multiple veterinarians and one is pro-antioxidant, the other is anti, and you really feel strongly you want to use the antioxidants, Talk to the pro antioxidant vet and say, hey, can you point out some good research that I can bring to my oncologist? Because unfortunately, yes, you can find all sorts of things on the internet, but that doesn't mean it's good research. So if you can find some good stuff that supports that position, I think most oncologists would be open to discussing it. 
Awesome. Dr. Nancy, any final thoughts for Bevan? I guess the other one is, and I don't know if this is realistic for him, but that the newer treatment, Selfanta, for the mast cell tumors, you know, if, if these tumors keep coming back, there's two kinds of things. Mast cell tumors, if they're aggressive, they can metastasize, and the Stelfanta is not a good option. But if it's some breeds are just more prone to getting multiple mast cell tumors that are not necessarily spreading. And so the Stelfanta is a non-surgical treatment that can help. It makes a horrible wound, but it's something that can get rid of the tumors pretty darn effectively. Awesome advice. Dr. Nancy Reese, as always, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks again. And thank you, listener. If you, like Bevan, have a question about dog cancer, well, then give us a call on our listener line. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can leave a message to be answered in a future episode of Dog Cancer Answers. The telephone number to do that at is 808-868-3200. That is in the United States. If you are calling from overseas, that's 808-868-3200. That phone number again is 808-868-3200. If you have a dog with cancer and you are looking for some support, we invite you to join us on our Facebook group. It's called Dog Cancer Support, and it is a vibrant community of dog lovers who are going through the same thing that you are. You can find that Dog Cancer Support group at the website, dogcancersupport.com. It redirects straight to the place on Facebook where you can become a member. And of course, membership is free. And speaking of free, you can also sign up for our newsletter. That is called Dog Cancer News. And the place to sign up for that is, you guessed it, dogcancernews.com. It comes out three times a week and it has lots of helpful information on dog cancer treatments and strategies. And you can always unsubscribe at any point, but I hope you will subscribe today for free at dogcancernews.com. Well, that is it for today. I'm James Jacobson. And from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. 